Lord, we thank you that you make known to babes the mysteries of the kingdom. Lord, we thank you that it is your good pleasure to give us understanding of the times, understanding of your purposes. Lord, you make known your ways to your people, not just your acts. Cause that there be a clear understanding of your ways today and not just your acts. And let there be, O Father, a fulfillment of your word that says, In the day of his power, his people shall be willing. We receive these and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. I give God thanks and I thank our vicar for the privilege of sharing with us today. We are in revival times and we are looking at marketplace evangelism as we ask God to revive us in the midst of the years. Turn with me to the book of Jonah chapter 1. Verse 1 and 2. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Now there is definite wickedness in Nigeria. Last week, Kidnappers in Niger State abducted eight missionaries and are asking for a hundred million within seven days or else they will be killed. We have experienced wickedness in Nigeria severally. Wickedness that we never imagined, believed, conceived that could happen. You probably have experienced wickedness in your workplace. Mindless victimization. Things that happened to you that you wondered, why could someone imagine such a thing? Wickedness is something that we have seen, known, and experienced in Nigeria. And we often ask, what should we do? How should we respond? And we cry, God, judge! this wickedness but the response of the word of God the response of Jehovah God to wickedness is the gospel because Nineveh is wicked because Nineveh is wicked and their wickedness has come up before my face go and preach but like us, Jonah wanted the judgment to come upon them. He ran away. What about the wickedness of Sodom and Gomorrah? What was God's response? He called upon Abraham. He said, will I hide this thing from Abraham, that which I am about to do? God, knowing fully well Abraham was going to intercede and move from 50 to 45, to 40, to 30, to 20, and that he was not going to refuse Abraham, he reveals it to him. The response of God to wickedness is intercessory prayer and the preaching of the gospel. 
I don't know what your own response to the wickedness in your town is. I don't know what response you're giving to the wickedness in your office. I was discussing with someone and he said, All the house officers I talked with, all of them paid money so as to be given this job. Wickedness. But know that the response of God to wickedness is go preach the gospel. Hallelujah. That is what the Lord has asked us to do. So far you and I are among those that have been reconciled. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, you will see where God says very clearly in verse 18 all things are of god who has reconciled us to himself by jesus christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation can you say god has given to me the ministry of reconciliation god has given to me the ministry of reconciliation Never ever be in doubt what ministry you have in the kingdom of God. Never ever be. You can have additional responsibility, but this is your ministry. You can have additional calls, but this is your calling. For which God will call to account both you and I in Jesus' name. But you see, Many times, like Jonah, we go to sleep. Even though Jonah was called to go to Nineveh, the word of God makes it clear that he decided to go to sleep. In verse 5, the mariners were afraid, cried every man to his God, cast forth the words that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it for them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and was fast asleep. How do I know that I am asleep? How do I know that I am not awake to my responsibility? See the questions put to Jonah, who was asleep? And that is how I will know. Verse 8 then they said unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil is come upon us. What is your occupation? Whence comest thou? What is thy country? And of what people art thou? I sleep when I fail to let people know why there is trouble coming upon them. When someone says, I want more, and I cannot let them know that it is because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God that all these troubles are come upon the world. I am asleep. When I am a good nurse, do my work perfectly and fail to let people know Jesus loves you, I am asleep. Pray tell. Did you remember what happened in Matthew chapter 20 about the laborers in the vineyard? 
Do you recall that by the eleventh hour, the master said, Why stand ye here idle all day? Until and unless you enter into the vineyard of the Lord, brother, you are idle. Have you considered what Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 5? Apart from me, ye can do nothing. But you are going about eating and drinking apart from him. Bro, if you are not bearing fruit, as far as heaven is concerned, you are doing nothing. I am asleep when I don't tell people, my country, heaven. My people, the people of God, I am asleep. And God expects us to wake up from sleep. This is year 2020. Am I correct? Let's look at Acts 2020. So that you will take your 2020 vision clearly. And how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. Can we say publicly? House to house. Publicly. House to house. That's the 2020 vision. The ophthalmologists talk about 2020 vision. Am I correct? If you have a 2020 vision in the spirit, you will minister the word of God publicly. You will minister it house to house. Hallelujah. But some of you will say, has God sent me? I've not had the experience. You know, as we saw in the drama, successfully harvested somebody met someone who taunted him and decided that this one is not for me to preach to. Carapia, you will not understand. Many times we have been like that, forgetting that it is not the first time that someone hears the word of God, or the second time, or even the third time a lot of times, that that person comes. But there is a cumulative work that is being done hallelujah some of us say we are not led but i ask you who told philip to preach to the man that was the utopian eunuch who told philip the angel said to him go to the desert road the spirit said to him join yourself to this chariot it is Philip that recognized the reason I am in this place is for the gospel. I want to tell us, beloved brethren, God has brought us into where we are working so that we might bring his message. That's the reason God has brought us there. Yesterday in the saline training, we read acts uh, of the apostles we saw how in chapter 10 cornelius called three men 
and sent them. And later, the Holy Spirit claimed responsibility and told Peter, I am the one that sent them. Some of you have entered into your profession because your fathers said to you, bring your jam form. And he filled medicine and gave you back the form and said, fill the rest. And as far as you're concerned, it's not God that called you. It's your father that insisted you read medicine or he filled engineering. But that is how God sent Saul to meet Samuel. It was his father's voice he heard. My donkeys are missing. Go and look for it. But he whispered to Samuel, By this time tomorrow, I will send you a man who you will anoint to be the captain of my people. It was the wickedness, the envy, and the desire to make merchandise of Joseph that made his brothers sell him. But in Genesis chapter 50, Joseph said, It was God that sent me ahead to save life. Are you on a posting because someone was, in your own understanding, wicked to you? When I did youth service in our camp, we had disagreements with the woman in charge of the drugs. Because all the doctors are involved in the camp clinic. And she looked at us and at me and said, I will deal with you. I will deal with you. And I was dealt with. I was sent to the place where we were warned, if you are sent anywhere, don't get sent there. But I knew through that means, God sent me. Hallelujah. And he sustained me. And he did what he would do. And revival came to a measure in that place. Hallelujah. I don't know your workplace. If you are an engineer, can I see your hand? Thank you. If you are a teacher, can I see your hand? A lecturer, God bless you. If you are a health worker, can I see your hand? Okay. If you are privately employed, an entrepreneur, may I see your hand? And those of us that are students, may I see your hands? Praise the Lord. Wheresoever you are, that is your marketplace. And as the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, you are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has prepared beforehand for you to do. God is at work in the lives of the people and is placing you by them. Oh, I missed one important group. If you're a politician, can I see your hand? Because God also places politicians so as to reach others in Jesus' name. Now, I want to let us know that something happened in the Bible. There is something that happened. Turn with me to Acts chapter 17. Now, if you look at Acts chapter 17, verse 2, Paul, as his manner was, 
went in unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom I preach unto you is Christ. Some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks, a great multitude, a great multitude, and of the chief women, not a few. But, can you say but? Can you say but? Paul was preaching correct gospel. The power of God was moving. A multitude was coming to the Lord. But where was Paul preaching? In the synagogue. When was Paul preaching? Every Sabbath day. Once a week. The correct gospel. The power of God was moving. But the Jews which believed not moved with envy took unto them certain lewd fellows of the baser sort from the marketplace and set all the city in an uproar. Paul was preaching in the synagogue. It's like he missed out the marketplace. And what happened? If you look at verse 10, the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea. That move of God was affected. And then he moved to Thessalonica. They received the word, okay, from Thessalonica, he moved to Berea. When you read the epistle to the Thessalonians, you will understand Paul's burden that there was work he could not complete amongst them. There's a case I'm building. Paul was unable to complete a work. He was moved out hurriedly. In Berea, he went and the scriptures tell us that when he reached there, he continued in verse 10 to the synagogue. Same thing. Weekly. Preaching the word of God. And in verse 13, you see the word again, bet. Do you see the word again, bet, there? Eh? Bet. When they heard, they stirred up people and immediately, in verse 14, Paul was sent away. Beloved, when Stephen was martyred and great persecution arose in that day against the church and the church was scattered, how many apostles were moved out of Jerusalem? How many? How many? How many? How many? Not one. Not one. Let's move down. Then, verse 16, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw the city 
wholly given to idols. Therefore disputed he where? In the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons. And where again? In the marketplace daily. In the marketplace where? Daily. Beloved, read through Acts chapter 17. Acts chapter 18. No man drives Paul out of Athens. No man drives Paul. He moves out of the city when his job is complete and he's convinced it's time to move on. Acts chapter 5 verse 42. Acts chapter 5 verse 42. Can we read it together? Go. And daily in the temple and where? Every house they cease not to teach and preach Jesus. That's why the apostles couldn't be moved out of Jerusalem. I don't care who is the president of Nigeria. Preach this word daily in the church, in your office, in the market, in the school, in the hospital, and they can't stop the word of God. I don't care who is the commissioner of police. Vespasian, Nero, and the emperors that were despots wanted to exterminate the gospel, but they preached the gospel daily in the marketplace. They preached the gospel weekly in the synagogues, and the gospel could not be stopped. You hold the key not the venerable not the priests you hold the key not the preachers but you in the marketplace you are the one that holds the key keep quiet and they will be moved out speak and no man can stop the gospel you hold the key If you will keep silent, then they can, from that marketplace you have decided to keep silent, bring up opposition. For from that place Paul had omitted, opposition was brought. Did you hear that they brought opposition from the synagogue? No. But from that very place he omitted to minister the word of God, the marketplace. If you keep silent, if you keep quiet, if you sleep and fail to give the word of God where you are a teacher, where you are a lecturer, where you are a worker, if you say, I will finish my work and then come to the church, they can slam the churches closed. I hope you know that because of coronavirus, South Korean churches have closed. I hope you know. But when you take the gospel to everywhere, the Chinese churches are now ministering to those with coronavirus. And the word of God is moving on because they have entered their marketplace and they are possessing their marketplace. 
and the word of God which says the word of God is not changed is being fulfilled in Jesus name so where is your marketplace a 2015 survey showed that 80 something percent I think 83 percent of the population of Nigeria and you know the population of Nigeria as at then was about 180 million 80 something percent of the population of Nigeria in 2015 accessed a health facility so if we in the health sector were to be ministering the word of God we already have access in your schools all kinds of people come traditional worshippers Muslims churchgoers free thinkers atheists and they are held there by you and the word of God is make use of that opportunity hallelujah can you say make use of that opportunity can you say make use of that opportunity and we say to him father as I get to my marketplace today open doors for the word can you say father open doors for the word help me make the word of God clear help me make the most of every opportunity you know for some of us telling us to go and preach in our marketplace is like being thrown into the sea like Jonah you feel like someone is about to throw you into the sea and you feel how can I be prepared I tell you if you prepare in prayer if you talk to the Lord the Lord is going to give you an opportunity the Lord is going to give you a clear word and the God is going to use you to sow sometimes it may be the name of the person you may be taking an interview of the person or interacting with your client and he says my name is Christian Ugu I hope you know that is a huge opportunity you say to him Christian are you a Christian and he says yes uh, when did you become a Christian my friend what are you talking about am I a Muslim and then you begin to let him know that being a Christian is not the opposite of being a Muslim I hope you know that that is a door just from the name what is your name Adana Adana a door has opened what is your name Godwin is God winning in your life or is something else winning just from the name if someone is talking about getting a visa to America to UK you can tell him ah I have a visa to a far better country than UK the security systems and the security indices of that country is much more than the ones you have of course that person will be interested I want to get to that country say ah but to get to that country you need to pay a price what kind of price 
you need to give your heart to Jesus. So there are many things that God can use as doors, as opportunities. Someone came to my hospital and offered to sell me life insurance policy. I said, thank you, Jesus. I said, yes, we will sit down. We will talk about life insurance. I listened to him. When he finished selling me life insurance, I started telling him about eternal life insurance. He didn't get born again that day, but he had to listen to me. He wanted me to buy his premium. So, beloved, there are so many ways God will give you open doors. And if you have been with our venerable, please, venerable, forgive me, uh, or rather bear with me, and he has counseled you, or you have given a report to you, what has he done to you? He has asked you what? One question, two questions, three questions. The questions that he will ask you will expose and reveal so many things. Learn to ask questions. Jesus asked questions. And as he asked questions, opportunities to speak will come. Jesus asked questions. And as the questions are asked, the mindset of the person towards Christ will be revealed. Because we recognize that some people are ready to receive Christ. Others are not ready to receive him. And the way you will pray for the person who is ready to receive Christ will not be the way you pray for the person who doesn't want to hear about God at all. So prepare yourself by interfacing with people prayerfully. Not so as to exploit them, but so as to know where they are in the journey that God has with them. Hallelujah. Aqualy is taking spiritual history. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. That's what it was labeled in the saline process. But it's just discussing with people with the intent of knowing where they are. And when you have known where they are, you can hand them a pamphlet. Our sister Obianoko has written tracts. She prepared them because she knew that she may not have much time with the people and said let me write the tracks so that when I meet with them I can just give them it contains everything I want to say to them about Jesus uh, Sister Nanya, I don't know where she is am I correct? Hallelujah please meet her she will give you tracks Amen meet also the World Evangelism Unit tracks will be available through them you will not have all the time in the world, especially in the health sector. If you look at the Bible, Jesus didn't preach the Sermon on the Mount in the health facility. The interactions Jesus had with people that were sick were very short. Sometimes Jesus would do one thing and come back later. Remember the man that was 38 years sick. Jesus healed him. And the Bible says Jesus came back, met him at the temple. And that was the time he said to him, You are well now. Sin no more. Let something more serious happen to you. 
So there are times when the leading of the Spirit is a sequential contact, bringing the people to faith. Hallelujah. So prepare yourself particularly by being someone of spiritual influence. People around us influence us. There are lecturers. When they say lecture is by seven, all the people are running kitty, 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 because they know seven dots, this lecture will start. And if you don't come for the lecture, issues will come. There are surgeons, when they come to the surgical room, you hide your ears, because you know that the kind of talk that will happen will be dirty, smoothy. So be a person of spiritual influence for the kingdom. There is such a thing as influence. Amen? First of all, be someone of Christ-like character. Can we say Christ-like character? Be someone that is professionally competent. It is professionally competent people that have advocated to the United Nations for the decriminalization of drugs. And they seem to be succeeding. Meanwhile, Bob Marley and Peter Tosh had been talking about legalize it so many years before. But they were not people of professional competence and people were not listening to them. I'm not saying that it is correct. I'm pointing to the power, the influence of being someone of professional competence. When they're looking for a mechanic, let it be you they go to. When they're looking for a biology teacher, let it be you that they will pick. If they're looking for someone that is going to coach this class so that they will do well in the exam, be that person. Let them say, she will do a good job. I know she will preach, but we don't have anybody better than her. Of course, if you're a doctor, be the best. Be the best. Be the best in your field. Those who are Christ-like in character, professionally competent, as well as communicate wisely. There are people that when they are talking to you, their attention is not on you. They are fiddling with one gadget or the other, you tend to get the impression these people don't love me. They don't really care about me. But if we communicate well with people, eyeball contact, a gentle touch where indicated, the right body language, the correct tone of voice, we will come across to them as people who care. And many a time the youth doesn't really know the difference between those who love and those who exploit. But the person that comes across as caring gets their attention. Be a person that communicates wisely. Of course, be someone of compassion. The scripture says that compassion is suffering along with the person that has had the problem. My late co-consultant, Tezingwa, would be quick in the world round to bring out a little money to give to the indigent and say, take, use this, and encourage others to help as well. That compassionate touch goes so far. And of course, you must be a person of courage. Can you say, be a person of courage? So when you have made up your mind to be a person that prays, 
daily. That is of Christ-like character, professional competence, wise communication, someone that is compassionate and courageous. God is going to keep opening doors and you are going to keep giving the word and it will be effective. Hallelujah. 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 We'll just round up where we did the saline process. Where do I go from here? We want us to understand that God is already at work in the lives of the people we meet. It's not us that initiates the work, but God is at work. Explore the background of your clients. Listen for expressions for, for felt needs. Don't react negatively to objections. That was what discouraged that young man. He was interacting with a, an, an unbeliever and he reacted negatively because of the objection. Recognize the value of doubt. Jesus did not condemn when he was asked, we don't know where you are going, neither do we know the way. Thank God for that expression of doubt because from there we had the statement in John, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Don't get bothered because they have expressed doubt. When someone has been persuaded against his own will, he's of the same old opinion. He's not a convert. Answer their sincere questions. And when they have questions, turn it into a faith story. A story short, within two minutes, that is relevant to their question, that has been either your experience or someone else's true experience that will help you in the journey. And provide opportunities for investigation together. You can look at the Word of God together. I've had the privilege of someone of another faith looking at the scriptures together, discussing together, and seeing God going far and doing work in the lives. But we need to regulate the dosage of the message we give. When you get into the world today, you will have a different spectrum of people. Some whose condition will give them attention span of 15 minutes. Others who can have attention span of 30 minutes. It will be wise not to exceed the attention span of the person you are working with. It's important to regulate the dosage. Please, remember, and I want you to confirm it, Biberian, I have checked, but you need to check. Jesus never preached long sermons with people that were sick. But he preached the sermon on the mount with people that were on the mountain. So, regulate the dosage depending on the peculiarity of the people. Ask questions. Like Venerable. Ask questions. Proceed 
at God's pace and ask permission to move further. Be sensitive. You know, Paul was sensitive and sensed when faith was present in the man in Lystra. Check regularly to see if they are still with you. Pray for them. Stay connected with your clients. I have a barber who sometime was responding positively to the word of God. And then after a while, he pulled back and other things began to happen in his life. Because of this training, I decided not to give up on him. A few days ago when I went to barb my hair, that's part of why I keep barbing my hair where he is, I said to him, you are still going to answer my invitation. I'm not giving up on you. I was surprised. He said to me, please don't give up on me. Reflect the light. Don't quit. Remember, it is a process. Hallelujah. How many of us, the very first day you heard the gospel, repented, was sure of salvation, and continued with Christ? How many? Not one. It is a process to come to the point Getting born again is what happens in one day. Just like you get married in one day. But it is a process that leads up to the decision. So we will continue to do what we can. Can we read this second bullet? Can we read it together? Go. You can introduce a person to Christ. But the results are up to God. Can you say it again? Can we say it again? So we have a lot of material that you can have. I was given this by a missionary. In it, you can, there is the gospel, there is preaching, there are songs in a Nigerian language. Give it to the person. Let the person go with it. God will give the right results. So, these are the questions that we have answered. And in conclusion, I want us to take note of what happened in Acts chapter 19 when marketplace evangelism took place. Acts chapter 19, as we round up. Acts chapter 19, verse 9. But when divers were hardened and believed not, but spake evil of that way before the multitude, he departed from them and separated the disciples, disputing daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. Biko, how many lecturers do we have here? Biko, 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 Biko. Can I see your hand, please? If you are a lecturer, a teacher, a kindergarten somebody, please put it up with gallantry. Hallelujah. You are a tyrannous potential. See what happened when Paul was giving the word of God daily. 
Was Paul moving from place to place in this scripture? I ask again, was Paul moving from place to place in this scripture? Thank you, he was not. Verse 10, this continued by the space of two years, so that all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. When we speak the word of God daily in our lecture hall, when we speak the word of God daily in our health facilities, when we speak the word daily in our shops and stalls, when we speak the word of God daily in our classrooms, when we speak the word of God daily in our marketplace, all who dwell in Enugu, they may be animists, they can be Muslims. Muslims come to Good Shepherd Specialist Hospital to deliver. Roman Catholics come to Good Shepherd Specialist Hospital for care. And I know you have people like that that come to you for one thing or the other. When we speak the word of God daily, and I want us to make it an ongoing challenge. Others have been challenged to do it for two years and see the result. But you are different. I challenge you to do this perpetually. Don't stop. Hallelujah. One result in two years, all in the province of Asia had heard the word of the Lord. But that's not the only thing. God wrought special miracles. Oh, many of us are looking for miracles. This is where God begins to do special things. God wrought special miracles in the hands of Paul so that from his body were brought sick handkerchiefs or aprons. Not only did the diseases depart, evil spirits were cast out. When we give the word of God unceasingly, daily, and these signs shall follow, you will lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You cast out demons. When you give the word of God daily, expect God to bring forth confirmation in signs, in wonders, in miracles. It's not not the prayer they prayed in Acts chapter 5. Lord, behold their threatenings and give your servants boldness to preach the word while you stretch forth your hand to heal and to deliver and to perform signs in the name of your holy servant Jesus. It's consistent with the scripture. But that's not all. The seven sons of Sceva were exposed. We are arguing with false prophets and false teachers. Stop arguing with them. Give the word of God daily. God will expose them. We are arguing with people. This man is a man of God. This one is not a man of God. Stop arguing. Give the word of God daily. And God will make the distinction between those that are his and those that are not. And that's not all. That's not all. 
از ما تا هللویه وسیتین Many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also which used curious arts brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. You will note these things that even though there was a riot in Ephesus, Paul was not shipped out of Ephesus. He left at his own time. Let us pray. No man can stop us if we will give the word the way God wants us to give the word. No man can stop the gospel. It's not possible. It's not possible. I will build my church, said the Lord of armies, and the gates of hell will not prevail. But you must take the word. Listen, God said to Paul in the night, Don't be afraid. Keep speaking. For no one is going to harm you. I have much people in this city. Can we say with me, do not be afraid. Speak on. Don't hold your peace. Jesus is with me. He has much people in this city. I will not be afraid. I will speak. I will not hold my peace. For Jesus is with me. And he has much people in this city. We have tracts. We have four spiritual laws available. Pick them. Use them. But talk to the Lord. Tell him your decision. Tell him your commitment. He will answer you. Talk to the Lord now. Can you consider the words that you have heard clearly? Have you been able to identify your marketplace? Can you visualize that person, those people who have need of the gospel by your lifestyle and by the words that you speak? Can you ask the Lord to equip you. Or perhaps you haven't been able to identify your marketplace. Or when you even identify it, you are not able to do anything because you are not yet born again. We will pray with you. You have never made Jesus your Lord and Savior. You never accepted him into your life. Yet, this morning you are willing to work for him. Can we just see your hand so that I will pray with you? You want to give your life to Jesus? You want to be a tool, a vessel in his hands? Just raise your hand, let's pray with you. A 
in the name of Jesus. Our great Father in heaven, we give you thanks. Thank you, Lord, because you have opened our eyes to things that we did not know about before now. Thank you because we have taught all the time that each time we meet a person who is not saved, that will just jump upon the person. Thank you because you have revealed to us the need for us to show the light with our own lives. As salt of the earth, Father, thank you that you have spoken clearly to us. Help us, O oh Lord, to live this life, the Christian life, to live it daily in our marketplaces and to teach and preach your word daily in our marketplaces, seizing every opportunity in every season. Father, thank you, because we know that from today henceforth, we shall go forth in your power and in your might. Whether we go to the world, which is the marketplace of this our church, so to speak. Or whether we go to work every day. Or we are in the bus, wherever we find ourselves. Father, may our lives minister your gospel. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because we have heard from you. Receive all the honor and adoration. And for your servant who has spoken, who you have spoken through, Lord, refill him afresh to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. <laughs>